Hey everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Christmas. <laughs> it's here. Before we get started, I just want to say that uh, I appreciate you being a part of this podcast. It would mean so much to me if you would share it, tell your friends about it. If it's something that you uh, uh, enjoy, help me get the word out. And uh, I know that uh, there's a lots of things, lots of things that people can be doing with their time, entertaining themselves, and and um, listening to and watching. So I, I I want and need your help getting the word out. But I appreciate you spending time with me. I really do. Christmas. What does Christmas mean to you? It probably means so many different things to so many different people because everybody has their own traditions and their own way of doing things. You know, it's it's fun to me to talk to people about their uh, traditions because some people eat certain foods on Christmas. I know for, for my family, talking about food, one of the things that I always, my whole life, have looked forward to, still to this day, I look forward to being at my mama's house and getting some Christmas punch. And basically what it amounts to is um, orange sherbet with Sprite and ginger ale poured in on top of it. And you mix it up and there's just not another taste like that anywhere. But Christmas is deeper than just our man-made traditions. And uh, I want to I want to talk about a lot of the man-made traditions. I want to talk about my traditions, and hopefully, it'll um, make you want to think about and celebrate your uh, family's traditions. But it's really hard for me to do a podcast about Christmas and not read this little story right here. It says, "And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed." And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, watching over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, or came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on, and on earth peace Good will toward men. That story is more than just a Christmas tradition. It is the story of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
quick recap. God created the earth. He created people. And He created us to be peaceful constantly, all the time, and to spend time with Him. We as a people were deceived and made a choice that changed everything. Satan made himself in the form of a serpent, came to mankind, lied. We made a bad choice, ended up completely out of, out of fellowship with God. God still loved us so much that he said, I got to find a way to reconnect my deity and human beings. So he sent the Holy Spirit to be a seed inside of a perfect virgin vessel, and her name was Mary. She brought forth that baby. They named him Jesus upon the instruction of heaven itself, and he became the Savior that we now have life through, and his name's Jesus. So Christmas is about Jesus. Christmas is about salvation. Christmas is about new life. Christmas is about um, more than just family traditions. And we acknowledge that. But today, I want to talk about family traditions. Because John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but... Jesus Christ said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So my grandfather, my great-grandfather, his name was Miles Browning. He was uh, born in the 1800s, of course. And um, he started a tradition in, in my mama's family that still today, and my mother is at this taping, she is 86 years old, but she still follows through with that same tradition every year. And uh, what that tradition is, is we all gather in her little living room and wait for Santa Claus. <laughs> and I can remember when I was a little kid how we would all gather at um, my mama and papa's house and I'm talking, my, my mother has six siblings. There's seven kids in their family. And all of them would come, husbands and wives, um, children. And we would gather in this little bitty house. And I remember it being so exciting. But it was Mama's house and Papa's house. And we would gather in this little bitty house and the youngest one in the room always had to open the door for Santa Claus. Now, this may not be uh, politically correct, and so don't judge me. It's just a part of my heritage. <laughs> but um, my family always, and still my mother still loves, I've, my children have stories about how my mother scare, would scare them when they were little. Not like bad but just <laughs> boo <laughs> come out of come out of the shadows well i can remember sitting in that living room as a little bitty kid and you know you're a little bit leery of santa anyway because he's this big burly 
guy in this red suit that comes in with a beard and you know as a little bitty kid that's pretty intimidating but i can remember sitting there so excited because santa claus always brought something good my mom and daddy along with my whole family worked hard uh, most of my family are coal miners and it wasn't that we had a tremendous exponential uh, lifestyle but we always were blessed and I look back and a lot of those blessings were simplicity uh, at its best just simple things but it was such a wonderful I have such wonderful uh, memories as a kid because my mom and dad they loved us and so on Christmas you knew you was always going to get something and you knew, I knew it was going to be something good. I always was, I remember getting, you know, whether it was my Evil Knievel wind-up toy, uh, a bicycle or something like that. But the whole process of getting it was just, it was just uh, very, a lot of anxiety, okay? <laughs> because... We would be sitting there, and the youngest one in the family, no matter who it was, that's who had to open the door. So you'd always have, you know, how uncles are. And somebody would knock on the door, and they'd go, and it'd be just somebody playing a trick. But then, all of a sudden, the you know, the knock would come, and the door would open, and there he stood. And it was just, it was just the most exciting, happy memories that I, can, I can't even experience to you how awesome it was there was always food and uh, mama was always arguing about something in the most loving kind of way I had I had a mama that uh, she wasn't this kind that would just pet on you and love on you but you felt so much love from her um, but she was just kind of her her famous thing was hi huh? <laughs> You'd say something to her, and it was always, hi, huh? just always a negative first response. But I don't even know how to articulate that. It was it was negativity with the most beautiful love surrounding it. It was just a just a culture thing, I think. But um, we would get those Christmas gifts and, I don't remember specific gifts, but I can remember my cousins. I don't remember, I really, I can remember certain gifts that I got through the years, but I can't really, today sitting here, I can't remember one specific gift that I just was like, oh, Santa's got my gift. But I can remember the love that was in that little house. It was hot, Lord have mercy. I remember it'd be so hot you couldn't hardly breathe in that house. But everybody's so happy. Back in those days, we had the floor furnaces. You know what that is? That's a big, the most unsafe thing I can imagine being in a house. But we all had them. They had one in their house. And they always put it in a doorway going from one room to the other. So you had to literally step around it but it was a big hole in the middle of the floor that had this metal grate over it that it's where all the heat for the house came out of and it was hot the circumstances weren't always the best i can remember one year um 
And out there again, I was a little kid because we stopped doing that when I was 10 at Mama's house because Papa went to be with Jesus. And so that's when at, at, at the age of 10, that's when my mom and dad started having Santa Claus show up. And then all my uncles and aunts would do the same thing. But, uh, but so it was let I was less than 10 years old. And I can remember, you know, you sit around and one of my cousins had, you know, done something and, but there was so much love, a little bit of gossip and just, uh, wonderful memories. And then when I was 10, like I said, we started having it at our house. And by this time, you know, my nephews were around and, and I've got two sisters and, uh, one of my sisters has two boys and one of them has one boy. And so we started our own tradition. And then when I got married, uh, of course my children started being brought into the mix and still, as I said, still to this day, we go to my mama's house and we'll gather around on Christmas Eve. And my mother always tells the Christmas story. She reads the story that I just read to you and uh, my mama has a way of telling stories like nobody else she's she's just got her own little personality in telling a story that will engage you <laughs> and uh, she's she's not a loud exuberant person in her persona but she is a funny person she uh, she she don't try to be but there's times that and when she gets tickled, she never makes a noise. It's always inward. And so I've just, Christmas is one of those years. I can remember my dad, he was such a good gift giver. Matter of fact, through the years, I've envied him. Because my dad, another part of my story with Christmas is in 1986, my dad, uh, couple weeks before thanksgiving of that year started not feeling well and my dad was always a goer i mean he was always on the go he was always doing something and so he wasn't going very much so anyway the long and short of it the week of thanksgiving of 1986 we found out that he had uh, strokes and um, then on december 21st of 1986 my life changed forever on Christmas Eve of 1986, we buried my dad. And so that particular Christmas, I, I have uh, some memories of that day that uh, are not happy. They're not happy memories. But I've, one thing that I've learned through my life is to differentiate between happiness and joy. Because I'm not happy because of circumstances. But the joy of the Lord is my strength in the circumstance. See, happiness comes directly from what happens, from, from surroundings. Like, if I have a, money, a pocket full of money, I'm happy. When I don't have a pocket full of money, I may not be quite as happy. But the joy of the Lord doesn't come from circumstance. The joy of the Lord is the fruit of the Spirit. It comes from God. It comes through my relationship with God. So although for years... Several years, because this is uh, 2022, and he passed away in 86. That's a lot of years. There's been a lot of Christmases in my life since then. And my dad was the kind that always always liked to surprise my mama. 
as a matter of fact, not just at Christmas time, uh, I don't think she would care that I told you this, but my dad did most of the shopping, even for her. If she wanted a new dress, he would go buy her a new dress. Now, that doesn't mean she didn't shop for herself, and certainly she did and does, but but my dad was that kind of guy. He knew what she liked. He knew what she would wear, and he would... And then he always wanted to surprise her. He always wanted the element of surprise. And quite frankly, I've not always been great at that. But I've come to understand that doesn't mean I love my uh, children and my family any less. It's just that everybody has their strengths. And that was definitely a strength of my dad's that, that quite frankly made my Christmas memories incredibly special and today i can think back of little times uh, i remember the first microwave that we ever had in our house we were at mama lizzie's house and papa herman's it was in the mid 70s so i was i don't know seven eight nine years old maybe i don't know but we came home and when she walked back in the door the new microwave was sitting on the counter <laughs> and so Christmas has been different, and maybe maybe as you're watching this, maybe I've heard people say, oh, Christmas will never be the same, or this day will never be the same because a loved one leaves. Well, you can rest assured that you're correct. It'll never be the same. But one thing I found that you can still make good memories. You can still um, enjoy one another. You just have to go back to the reason for the season. Gifts are wonderful. Jesus got gifts on that first Christmas. Nothing wrong with gifts. I love to give gifts. But when the gifts are all put away and the wrapping is all, you know, the paper's been all burned up <laughs> and uh, you've cleaned up and put the Christmas tree away, whether the gift lasts or not is not the point. When you go to Christmas this year, make a memory. And that memory for me the last several years has been sitting down with my mama and asking her questions about her childhood. She's got stories about how when she was a little, little kid, how um, literally they were so excited to get what they got in their stocking was was fresh fruit and you go oh here goes the stories hey you can you can make fun of it you can laugh at it and i have as far as just thinking it's funny you know but it's it's also my heritage and it's also taught me to be thankful in any season that i have come into in my life in the book of thessalonians it's chapter five i, I believe it's first thessalonians you can look it up. But it says in everything, in every season, in every situation, give thanks. So you know what? To hear my mama talk about how thankful they were and excited to, to get up and they'd get a, um, a candy cane and, and they'd get fruit and they'd get some mixed nuts. That's what their stockings were full of. And they were excited about it. To think of what I'm able to put in my children's stockings today, with the help of Santa Claus, of course. Um, 
to to know what I'm able to pay for and and give my kids and what I've been given. It's humbling to know where I come from, to think about the reason Jesus Christ was born. So I just I'm done. I just wanted to remind you today as we go into these next few days. Hey, the best part about seeing those um, family members that you don't necessarily enjoy their presence too much is that, hey, you only got to do it once or twice a year. That's the good part. But usually those family members are attached to other family members, not just you, but other people um, that they're special to them. And so if you find yourself in an extended family situation and things are not going your way, remember Christmas isn't really about an inward thing. It's about an outward thing. It's about giving. It's not about receiving. Thank God we do. I enjoy receiving. But Christmas isn't. God gave His Son to us on Christmas. Knowing that He would have to live a life of persecution to be the retribution of for sin that we needed yet he gave him so be thankful in this christmas be a giver and enjoy all the food enjoy all the fellowship enjoy all the the fun make memories as you go into christmas this year you won't regret it hey i'm jack midkiff I'm thankful that you've joined me on this podcast. Merry Christmas. Have a great year.